Today I want to talk about minimalism, a way of living and adjusting your way of living in order to throw all the spotlight on what really truly matters. This is not meant to be preachy. I'm not telling you to do this or don't do that. But I always get so many questions about how I can keep moving around, where I live, how I live, and I just simply want to tell them priorities. Decide how you want to live and what you want in your life, and then exclude the rest. So I just simply want to share a short introduction to what minimalism means to me, how I view it, and then share some resources that can help you and get you inspired, if you think this might help you too. For me, having a minimalism lifestyle means having less and doing less in order to have more time, space and energy for the things that really truly matters to me. Keeping things simple and minimal means, for me, to focus only on the essentials, the things of value, and not get caught up in distractions and worries. It helps me free myself from overwhelm, stress, find clarity and straighten out my priorities. My personal priorities in life are health, passion, growth, location independence, art and community. What are yours? Here is a super simple exercise to get us started. List maybe five to seven things that you value in life. Write them down on your phone or on a piece of paper, or just keep them in your head for now. You got them? Great. Now, go through a normal day in your life. How you spend it, what you're doing, the places you go, the people you interact with. How many of those things in your daily life align with your values? Do they support your values of what's important in life? Do they help you live like you would like to live? If your answer is yes, then congrats, you're doing really great. If your answer is no, Maybe there is place for a bit of re-evaluation and restructuring of how you choose to spend your life. Because how we spend our days is, after all, how we spend our lives. Minimalism, for me, is the art of having less so that what you do have means more. It's about making space to have room for growth, change, unexpected events and new adventures. It's about freeing up your life and mind from clutter and only keep the essentials in your life, the things that truly make you happy and shiny. Minimalism for me includes material belongings, emotional baggage, friendships and relationships, work, jobs and goals, food, health and travel. Basically, it's a lifestyle, it's a life vision, a way of taking your place in the world, but it's more like a tool, it will help you. It's not there to be preachy or put restrictions on you, it's there to help you.
While I was brainstorming for this episode, trying to figure out how to introduce this, I came up with a few points that I think are the core of this lifestyle. I'm gonna go through them one by one and explain them a little more. Again, this is just a very short and simple introduction to this. And if you want to read more in-depth, there are endless of articles and blogs and books on this subject. I'm going to list some of my favorite resources by the end of the episode, but here are my thoughts. Having less means you spend less. Less also means that you worry less. This goes both for bigger projects, how you manage them, but also something simple as the desk where I work every day. I have noticed that if I have tons of little things up on the desk like candles, souvenirs, photos and plants, my mind feels sort of cluttered and that thing I'm trying to focus on is just one of many things that occupies my eyesight. If I clean away everything and only keep the essentials in my eyesight, a notebook, my computer, a glass of water, and maybe my phone, then my brain knows where to focus my attention and I get the job done without tiring out my senses. In a larger perspective, this lesson came for me after reading a book called Essentialism by Greg McCone. I think that's how you say his name. Having too many friendships to keep up with, seven different goals and projects to manage and build, studies and job applications, rents to pay and travel plans to make for the winter. It would take a Jedi to not get stressed and anxious about just staying afloat. Instead, I have learned to only work on one or maybe two essential goals and projects at a time. At this moment, my only focus is to mix and finish my new covers album. Before that album is finished and released, I will not start another project or even plan another one. When one of my million ideas per day pops up in my head, I have instead learned to quickly write it down in my notebook, where I keep track of all future goals and plans. When this project is done, I will go into my notes, pick the next project and put all my attention on it until it's achieved. The same goes with friendships and relationships. Instead of feeling sorry for not having more time to catch up with old classmates, travel friends and family, I try to keep my closest people close and treasure them like diamonds. I remember their birthdays, send them Christmas cards and appreciate their presents. They're few, but they're close. Cutting out negative people with negative energy is the best thing you can do for yourself. Some people just drain you of energy. Take that time and invest into yourself or into people who give you good energy. Just cut all the bullshit. As a long-term nomad, vagabond and most of all starving artist, I have learned that having a low overhead is crucial to my well-being and safety. With a low overhead, I mean the monthly cost for simply surviving. Rent, food budget, bus tickets, phone calls and internet. That's what my monthly overhead is. I don't have subscriptions to apps, Spotify, Netflix, car insurance and other glittery stuff. 
If I know that I can survive on only the essentials, I feel freer to create and go after my dream, which has nothing to do with how much I own, but rather how I get to spend my days. As my spirit animal Charles Bukowski said, the less I needed, the better I felt. Same goes with how much I own in terms of belongings. If I know that I can quickly get everything I own into a luggage or two, and that I could, if I had to, manage to move to another country by myself, then I feel freer. The thought of storing up on material possessions just to own it gives me a headache. It makes me feel down, not free, in chains. Something is controlling me. Material belongings are controlling me. That doesn't mean that I don't value materials and things sometimes. I have a lot of recording equipment, I have my guitars, I have a lot of books. But I make sure that everything I own gives me something, it gives me happiness and I use it. I think the problem is that so many people just store up on things that they don't use. I try to not do that because it makes me feel better. Minimalism also applies to food and health. I'm trying to stick to a plant-based diet, only eating clean, real, non-processed foods from the ground. I don't use 100 ingredients and I don't own a lot of kitchen equipment. This saves me a lot of energy, deciding what to eat every day. It also gives me a lot of energy, only eating things that my body likes, can handle and can build strength and focus from. How you should eat and how you should work out is 100% individual to you. Some of you might know that I practice a lot of yoga, I meditate, I go running and I'm very careful with what I eat. I have found that when I take care of myself, the fundamentals of well-being, when I make sure I get enough sleep, I eat the right foods, I take the time to meditate, and I just get the fundamentals of being healthy. Everything else becomes a weather. Maybe I'll have a bad day with people getting in my way or just plans not working out. But if I have the fundamentals steady, I feel rested and nourished, I have done my meditation, I feel fit and strong, then I can deal with it. I can deal with life better. I don't break down because plans don't work out. Instead, I have the energy and mental clarity to work with it, to work it out and be motivated. Minimalism for me means don't make it too complicated. Cut the bullshit and eat good food. It's just as simple as that. Drink a lot of water, cut the sugar. If you want to eat meat, make sure it's organic. If you, like me, have a hard time cutting out milk and yogurt and cheese, maybe replace it with soy milk sometimes, or nut milk or soy yogurt. Just do as good as you can. Don't make it too complicated, and definitely don't put yourself in chains. Commitments. I have found that the less commitments I have, the more flexible and free I feel and am. With commitments, I mean things I sign up for and must attend, pay and follow through with. Memberships at gyms or clubs, 
an office, contracts or subscriptions. Even if I live in the same city for a longer time, I have a hard time signing up for longer memberships because it does tie me up somewhere. Personally, I feel better when I'm not tied up. I like to feel in control of my life. As most of you might know, I'm constantly moving around, changing country and city every other month. But when it comes to deciding where and how to live, I have found that keeping it simple results in less time wasted on just transportation and more time spent on something I value. For example, I always find a small, simple, clean room with only the essentials that I can rent for a little while. I always try to live a little outside of the busy center because it gives me peace and calm to be able to go out for a run without the craziness of the city. But it has also become important for me to live in cities where I don't have to go on an underground in order to meet up with a friend or go to a yoga class. I have saved countless hours on living in smaller cities where I can walk or bike everywhere instead of wasting two hours of my days simply sitting on an underground, getting somewhere while getting annoyed at other people's low energy. That's just what I have found for me. What would you prioritize? What's important for you? What do you need around you when it comes to deciding where to live? Where you live now, does that match up with your dream place? Are you okay with spending two hours on the underground? Maybe because that enables you to have the job you love. Well, then it's great. That's a sacrifice you do. But if you feel like that job isn't something you truly love anyway and you hate the underground and you actually prefer nature and landscape, then maybe you should think about that. For me, simple, clean, close to the things that I need, like... A grocery store, a coffee shop, a post office, and some sort of community like a yoga studio or a rehearsal room. And it needs to be affordable. Those are my lead words while deciding where to live. Keeping things simple and essential enables me to live more intentionally. When you're not being controlled and directed by 100 people, commitments, bills to pay, projects to work on, meetups to attend, you can elegantly and intentionally design your own days so that you wake up, go through and go to sleep with a sense of peace, calm, control and awareness of your every move. You will always feel in the center of yourself because you are in control of how you live your life. You can use every hour doing something that matters to you. and You can intentionally make a decision to go out on a journey when you feel the time is right. Again, this doesn't mean that you have to quit your job or live like I do. These are just my priorities. I'm telling you this because I want you to think about what are your priorities. Are you living according to them? But maybe most of all, having a minimalistic life enables me to pursue my passions. A low overhead enables me to live and thrive on a minimal income. 
putting more value in experiences, growth and knowledge rather than possessions, material things and money, enables me to feel the same sense of happiness by singing for a room of people as maybe some people would get from buying a car. Having less commitments enables me to spend my time with focus and intention so I can build this dream of mine. No minutes wasted. Minimalism is not a strict rule system. It's not a crazy sect of people who will tell you that you must do this and cannot do this. It's a tool and a set of values that you can use to be inspired and reorganize your life so that it is designed and crafted perfectly for you. To finish this off, I'd like to share some further inspirations that really have inspired me to organize my life. And maybe if you find this interesting, you can look them up and read more about it yourself. As always, you can find the show notes and all those resources linked on my website, charlotteericsson.com slash podcast. And Ericsson is spelled the Swedish way with K-S-S. The resources I would recommend for you is number one, The Minimalists. This is a website, a blog, a podcast created by two guys and they started it many, many years ago. They have tons of articles and podcast episodes on every single subject when it comes to minimalism. They have even filmed and released a movie about it that you can find on Netflix. It's called Minimalism. I think it will show up if you search for it. They also have a few books, but just start on their website. It's a beautiful website with so much information. Theminimalists.com The second one is called zenhabits.net. This blog is written by one guy and he has been running it for many years too. He is a father of, I can't remember how many kids, he has a wife, and he's just a normal dude living in a normal world. But he is writing so beautifully about minimalism and mindfulness and how he applies it to his very normal day-to-day life. The third resource is a book. It is a little different because it's about cleaning up. Cleaning up your house and cleaning up your surroundings. But it does apply to minimalism because it has to do with cleaning up everything in your life. Cleaning up possessions, but also your emotional luggage, your relationships, your mindsets, everything. The book is called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. Again, you can find all those links on my website charlotteericsson.com slash podcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, experiences, or even ideas or suggestions for future podcast episodes, my email is always open for you. You can write straight to me at theglasschildmusic at gmail.com. To end this off, I also want to tell you that I am right in the process of finishing up the cover CP that I am creating together with my Patreon supporters. My Patreon supporters are my record label, my publishing house, my podcast host. The support I get there is what enables me to create all this and share it for free with all of you. 
If you would like to be a part of it and take part of all the exclusive content I share with them there, you can go to patreon.com slash theglasschild. I hope you have enjoyed this and I hope it gave you a little bit of inspiration to maybe look after your own life. Once again, I'm not telling you to do something or not do something or live like I do. I just want people to be more intentional with how they design their lives. It feels like a lot of people just blindly live their lives without really thinking about it. How they spend their days, the people they spend it with, and life just passes by without too much intention behind it. It's such a wonderful thing to be able to live. I would just want more people to be glowy and shiny and happy. I hope you're one of them. Thank you for listening.